0: Flash brief, echo, echo, whiskey. Welcome to our End Endless Wars Flash Brief. We'll be brief. Today's End Endless Wars Brief is in honor of Staff Sergeant Daniel Quintana, who died on September 10, 2010, the eve of the 10th anniversary, sorry, the 9th anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 attacks. Those attacks precipitated the global war on terror,
1: which includes all
0: of our operations to date in Afghanistan.
1: Sergeant Quintana, a prior service veteran of the United States Air Force, was an NCO in the 172nd, a striker, invent- a striker infantry brigade, when insurgents attacked his unit in the Patika province in Afghanistan. I'm Ray Hoskins.
0: And I'm John Burns, and this is Echo Echo Whiskey. Ray, you were trained as a combat rescue specialist, so you know something about combat. I was trained as an infantryman. I think I know something. So in your opinion... When is an enemy most likely to attack?
1: <laughs> well, obviously, when they think you are least likely to expect it, uh, which was probably true of the insurgents that attacked Quintana's unit. The, the element of surprise is especially important for weaker forces that are fighting bigger, stronger forces. So, but, John, let's think back. When you were a kid, did you ever make a promise to someone while you were crossing your fingers behind your back? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, well, I, I did, and I did that because it was kind of a get out of jail free thing. I, I figured uh, I wasn't really breaking my promise if my fingers were crossed. But the other person had no idea that I was planning on breaking my promise or bushwhacking them, you know, in the end. And that's kind of the same thing on the world stage, only the stakes are a lot higher. And that leads us to our to our our third principle here of of uh, realism and restraint, and that's that states can never, never be 100% sure of the intentions of other states.
0: So you're saying that that insecurity in intentions is one of the reasons that the US, America, maintains the military structure that we have. Yep. With, it, with an Air Force the, and a Navy, with expeditionary forces and nuclear forces, all of which are blended to respond to surprise attacks. Uh, and states know that we have this capability, so therefore they're deterred from doing that. And that's why we right. have the intelligence services, both civilian and embedded in the military, to prevent things like other, another Pearl Harbor type surprise where one state attacks us and, and destroys some of our capability.
1: Right, and you know, all of that's true. We have these intelligence services and they're supposed to prevent us from getting surprised but even with that you know we've been surprised we've been caught off guard especially september 11th you know although al qaeda was a non state actor we were surprised you know we were also surprised by the attack on kuwait back in 1990 by iraq and we also like the ukrainians just a couple of years ago we were surprised by russia's annexation of crimea john states can be unpredictable so thinking
0: about that uh... Back in 2000, 2001, we were unable to predict just how much the Afghan government under the Taliban back then um, and how much their support of Al-Qaeda combined would affect us. Right. I'm thinking about h- how this would apply to
1: ending the end of this war in Afghanistan. Well, as, you know, as we've already talked about it, you know, is, is Afghanistan, even if the Taliban did return to power or does return to power, Are they likely to be a serious, and I mean serious, existential threat to the United States?
0: No, obviously not. I mean, the soldiers in their army and police forces can barely tie their shoes. So, (laughs) So you're saying that the third principle of realism should lead, should almost demand us to extricate our forces from Afghanistan because there are great powers out there like China and Russia, to name a couple, and a few others who have nukes whose intentions we just have no way to be
1: sure of. Absolutely. I, I you know honestly think about this. Right now we are focused looking at the left hand when over here on the right hand you might have other major powers that are that are they've got their fingers crossed behind their back. We don't know what they're up to because we're focused on looking at something else. We need to pull out of these these ridiculous silly little endless wars and put our focus back on what is the existential threat and that's the other major powers that are surrounding us in this world you know I think most realists would agree with that
0: I think I see your point you're saying that if we could get out of Afghanistan sooner rather than later that fewer American lives would be at risk there in fact the, the, the loss of American lives in Afghanistan would stop. But on top of that, the great powers out there would notice that our force structure and military posture has changed. And it's once again, fully focused on unpredictable state actors and not minor insurgents in a country
1: halfway around the world. Right, uh, that's, that's how I see it. I see it as, as they would see that we're now focusing on them. They can't be operating in a, in a covert operation in a covert way anymore because we're watching now. Well,
0: you make sense to me, Ray. And I think once again, we're going to have to ask folks to help us out to make a difference. Last, nice. John, what can they do? One more time. We would love it if you, the listener, would go to endendlesswars.com. That's all one word for endendlesswars.com and click on the Tell Washington link. Clicking that button will let them know in Washington because you'll be sending a letter to your congressional representative, to both your senators and to the White House, telling them that you think we should end this forever war this endless war in Afghanistan that you think we should bring our troops home. For Echo Echo Whiskey, I'm John Burns, out. Ray Hoskins, out.